Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our next guest up is Nikos Vekiridis, CEO of Attestive Inc. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. So tell our listeners a little bit about Attestive and what it is that you do. So, so we provide uh, authenticity for digital media, so photos, videos, and documents, particularly for companies that use uh, digital media uh, to make business decisions. Uh, what we can provide is, uh, is a way to make them tamper-proof uh, and tamper-resistant uh, and also determine if they've been altered in any way. Uh, so you may have heard about deep fakes. Uh, it's relatively easy to, to alter digital media. Uh, and when it comes time to make business decisions on the digital media, what we can do is we can provide that layer of defense that enables companies uh, to have confidence that uh, what they're receiving is, is real. So give us a, an example of an application uh, whereby uh, this would, would play out um, very often in an engineering setting where you're talking about drawings or are we talking about um, uh, you know, commercial objects uh, that are changing hands just to ensure that the authenticity is there prior to, I guess, wiring money essentially and, uh, and concluding a transaction, correct? Yeah, yeah, very much so. Where, where we focus on is, uh, th think of photos and, and videos. So insurance is an industry that uses uh, photos to make virtually all of their decisions, right? If you file a claim, uh, there's photos that go in, those are used to make the decision. If somehow those photos are tampered or altered in any way, and it's, it's very easy. It's, it's really child's play for anybody to get a hold of Photoshop and start altering them. Uh, but lately, uh, we've seen tools such as deepfakes that utilize AI and really make, uh, can create very realistic fakes. And uh, while we're seeing a lot of those on social media, uh, they're starting to permeate the enterprise. And, and that's really where we come in is to help uh, uh, really uh, prevent that. So, um, you know, we're in a world and I don't think a day has gone by in the last several years where we're not talking about ransomware and companies being held hostage. Um, it, it seems to be so pervasive in our digital environment. Um, tell us about how you guys uh, work in that space and help to prevent it uh, by, by your authenticity and, and um, you know, uh, ensuring that things are as they seem. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a, a similar, I, I call it a parallel space, uh, but, but in both cases, and, and you hear a lot about ransomware today, uh, and in all cases, what, what's, what's happening is, is you have hackers who are out there to exploit the system and, and, and try to make money, uh, right? Uh, even though, uh, you know, a, a lot of it is, is sounds extremely dangerous and also uh, frightening in, in, in many aspects. Uh, on the other side, someone is trying to exploit the system and make money. And, and that's really the business that we're in is to stop this type of of, of uh, exploitation of, of security uh, holes. So if, if an insurance company, for instance, doesn't have this type of protection, this type of protection, uh, they're open to uh, being defrauded. And, and like the case of ransomware, uh, it's, it's, it's not only uh, maybe you're, you're losing access to a critical resource, uh, but, but also it's, it's, it's reputational as well. So where we come in is, is we make, we make it so that you can uh, validate all of your data. So you know, uh, you, you know something has changed, you know if anything has been altered, uh, you understand that that data maintains its integrity. 
Is this um, just an example of something that has always been there and it's just moved into the digital domain because we're so much more dependent on, on the digital world? Uh, it seems to me that no matter, you know, if you look back over time and commercialization, uh, it's always been stay one, ahead, one step ahead of the criminal, so to speak, but it seems so pervasive today. Um, and and is, it, is it just because uh, there's so much of it out there or is it because it's a lucrative field for, uh, for, for, you know, the, uh, the hackers, um, what, what is sort of driving all this, or is there just so much more vulnerability because almost all business is conducted electronically today? I, I think that's really it is, is digital transformation has been slowly happening over the last, uh, 15, 20 years. Uh, but, but as, as things, uh, there was a big shift into the cloud. Uh, a lot of things are online and, and of course it can be as secure as, as an on-premise environment, but, but oftentimes uh, if, if you neglect to take the proper security measures, uh, then it becomes vulnerable. Uh, and and that, that, that's simply a, a case of uh, a lot of companies moving to digital transformation, but perhaps not taking uh, the right steps to, to protect their organization. So really the protection has to go hand in hand with the digital transformation. And, and that's, that's really where we come in is we provide that foundation where we can help protect your data. So why, why do you think that companies are slow to adopt or industries are slow to adopt? Is it, is it a, a classic case of, you know, if, if, if I don't think about it, it doesn't exist? Um, I, I've seen in some particular cases in the hospital industry, it may be a small example, but, um, you know, where access to, to, to records, patient records, uh, things of that nature are compromised. You hear every day, um, and I'd be surprised if any consumer who hasn't gotten something from some company, whether it be a credit card merchant or a company that they've transacted with that has been uh, somehow violated, you know, their, their, um, their records uh, in some respect. Um, but it seems to me that in, on the, in the cases that I've heard of, companies are investing millions and millions of dollars to try and protect these things. But I, I suspect that industries as, as a whole are generally slow to adopt uh, the necessary uh, protections. And why do you think that is? is well, I, I think it's hard to change processes. And, and in particular, if, if, if you haven't been hurt uh, by this type of breach, uh, then it's, it, it's very easy to have different priorities. So uh, it, it's really a matter of making it a priority. So it kind of has to start from the top down to say, well, cybersecurity is going to be uh, a very high priority for us. Um, and we, we did some surveys uh, earlier this year, and what we saw uh, is that 80% or close to 80% of companies acknowledge the threat of, of fake media and deep fakes uh, and the potential for fraud in their organization, but, but less than 30% are doing something about it. So I, I think it's a situation well, when, where until something bad really happens and, and perhaps uh, as part of an industry, then that industry really starts to take action. Uh, ideally, it should be proactive, but it's often hard for people to change their existing processes and make that a part of their process. So um, let me try and understand in the insurance industry, and I guess maybe I'm looking at it with a myopic view towards a consumer. You know, as you said, I have a car accident, I sub upload photos and send them to the insurance adjuster, the insurance company. And um, is, it, is it happening at the at the consumer level where people are 
uh, conducting the fraud or is it happening uh, in, a, in a much more um, sort of global sense whereby there are hackers uh, who are somehow inserting themselves into the process? What's, what, what's going on there? Is it, is it a large scale or is it individualized or both? It's, it's really a combination of both. Sometimes you have uh, sort of, uh, you know, fraud rings where they, they sort of come in and, and, and sort of find uh, sort of a place to, to, uh, to, to attack. But, but on the other hand, uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, even from a point of view of uh, if, if a hurricane hits and it's very difficult for an insurance adjuster to get in there or or if uh, during COVID, right, we saw that uh, perhaps you don't want to send inspectors and adjusters. So, so a lot of insurers revert to self-service. So self-service means a level of trust. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's simply the, the wrong location. Sometimes it's pretty brazen attempts. People just download photos from the internet and say, oh, this is, this is, my, uh, this is my vehicle because it looks like my vehicle. Uh, or, or even photos of photos, right? So, so we track time, date, location. Someone take a photo of their screen and say, well, this is a photo of my damage. Uh, but, but a lot of fraud happens. If, if you look at the records, you know, hurricanes, things like that uh, are typical situations where fraudsters come in in, in, in many forms uh, and, and they try to uh, um, make false claims. Do you, do you have estimates of what the scale, what the scale of, of that fraud in the insurance industry is? I would imagine it's in the hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars every year. Um, it is. If, if we look at the P&C, uh, property and casualty industry alone, uh, it's about 40 billion in the U.S. Of course, uh, it's not all annually, annually, and media annually? fraud. Annually, annually 40. Wow. Wow. So I can yeah, see that's, how it's a very big industry. number. Wow, that is that is a tremendous number. I imagine uh, if they spent a small fraction protecting themselves with a service like you, uh, they they'd uh, be well ahead of the game. It's it, it's very easy to work out an ROI, and and they are, and and, the, and then the question is, uh, you know, how can you integrate this into your existing process? And that's that, that's where we've done a lot of work lately. Is is, is making it easy to adopt. Uh, so we even work with products that uh, insurance carriers are already using or, or, or even companies uh, who they use uh, for, as, as claims providers. So we recently announced uh, we're working with ACD, who's a, who's a third party administrator for auto claims. So insurance companies that use ACD essentially get the attestive capabilities as part of the service. And, and without giving away too much of the mousetrap, what you're really doing is not necessarily authenticating, you're authenticating the, the digital uh, behind the scenes, not the, not the actual physical picture, but the, the characteristics, the digital characteristics to, you know, when it, was, when it was shot, when it was taken, location, those types of activities without giving away too much. Um, so you're not yeah, experts in, in a piece of art, but you're looking at the digital characteristics of that of that image. That, that's correct, and, and and we do work with partners on things like damage identification, so that we can add that. It makes sense once you validate the photos that you can also use artificial intelligence to uh, kind of assess the scope of the damage and and, and things like that. Uh, so where we come in is really that that really first level is is just to make sure that you're starting with 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 good photos, videos, even documents. There's a lot of document fraud. But that's the foundation of, of being able to process the claims and then adding automation to these claims 
it's it's necessary to know that you start with good data. Really fascinating stuff, and it sounds like uh, you're you're really in the, in the midst of uh, potential good, tremendous growth for your business. And uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it just blows my mind that from a consumer perspective how much of this I hear and how many. Uh, you know, emails I get uh, at least on a weekly basis somehow, you know, that I've been compromised in some way or shape or form. So we know that the hackers are out there working hard all over the place. Uh, Nikos Vekiridis, CEO of Attestive, people want to reach out to you. What's the best way for them to, uh, to touch base? What's the best way to connect and learn more about your business? Uh, you, you, can, you can learn about our business by uh, emailing us at info at attestive.com or www.attestive.com. And of course, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me on LinkedIn, uh, I'm pretty active there. Excellent. Our guest has been Nikos Vekirides, CEO of Attestive. And thank you for coming on Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you, Jonathan. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.